night at six six o'clock, and um, hope you're able to make it back this evening for that. Um, <laughs> I don't know how much everybody remembers because it's been a couple of weeks, but um, we have been preaching on living a cross-shaped life, um, and you know, we're going to um, try to uh, uh, finish this up uh, today, and um, just to kind of bring uh, uh, to your um, your mind of what we've been talking about, what we mean by the cross-shaped life is when you look at the cross, there are there are two um, there are two lines. There is a uh, a vertical line and a um, um, horizontal line, which makes up the cross, and we have been dealing with the uh, with the vertical line. That line, the one that's up, uh, connects us to the Lord. It has to do with our relationship with uh, uh, with God the Father. But then we got the the horizontal line, and that connects us or our relationship. Uh, with other people, and to conclude this uh, message today, that's what we're going to be talking about. Um, your relationship with with God is important, and if you recall, the first scripture that we use is Jesus said that the first commandment of all is, "Hear, O Israel, Lord God is one Lord," and that we're to love Him with all our heart, soul, mind, and body. And we've been talking about that. But the second part of that, Jesus said, uh, is, is likened to it, that you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And he said there are no other, other commandments that are greater than those two. Amen. Loving the Lord God with all we have and loving our brothers and sisters, our neighbor as ourself. And so we've been talking about a relationship with the Father, and today we're gonna we're gonna talk about that positive relationship with others. If you want to be right with God, you're gonna have to be right with your brother and sister. Amen. You cannot the Bible says you cannot love God whom you have never seen if you don't love your brother whom you have seen. Amen. And that means that we got to love him, as the Bible says, as we do our own self. Now, we're going to be going this morning to Mark chapter 12, verses 28 through 31. Amen. Hallelujah. And talking about uh, crud and stuff, I continue to ask for your prayers. Because it is a really hard thing trying to speak or to sing. I was trying to help catch that a while ago, and um, I just get to coughing. I do the same thing when I talk. I have got stuff that's been in my throat for over a year since I had uh, pneumonia, and um, it gives me great difficulty. So I covet your prayers. Um, 
this um, this morning. Um, uh, I, I gave you the wrong scripture, John chapter thirteen. <coughs> that should be already in the um, plan. Uh, it's a scripture reference, John chapter thirteen, verses thirty four and thirty five. Yeah. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another. Now remember, we're talking about the horizontal line, that line of the cross that connects us to other people. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Next verse. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Let us pray. Father, as we come today, we thank you and we praise you for the privilege of being in your house. Thank you, God, for those that are here. We pray for those that are sick, that they may recover and be back with us soon. And now I'm asking God as we try to minister your word today, Give us strength, touch our body, and also open up our hearts so we might hear what the Word of God has for us today. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. A positive relationship with others. I don't know if some of us realize it sometimes, but... When we do things or say things to somebody else, it's the same thing as you doing or just saying it to God. Amen. We, God looks upon how our relationship uh, with other people. And Jesus told his disciples that we just got through reading, he said, i This is a commandment I'm giving you that you love one another as I have loved you. And by this will the world know you're my disciples. Think about that for a moment. Especially we as Pentecostal people. He did not say that the world will know you're my disciples by how loud you shout. He did not say the world will know if you're my disciple not by how high you jump. Or how fast you run. Come on. None of those things that we look as Pentecostal people look up to. Jesus told his disciples that there's one way that the world will know that you're mine. That you belong to me. (coughs) And that's the sign. And that ought to be the foremost sign for us today. It's the one thing that should be most important for us today because it's more important to God than anything else. Anything else you can do or anything else you can say. He said that they will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. That horizontal line of the cross representing our relationship and connection with other people. It is imperative that we realize It all begins with love. Amen. Now, when we talk about 
a positive relationship with somebody else, it starts with love. It starts with love. That's what the beginning of it all is. You don't build a positive relationship apart from love. Come on, somebody. <clears throat> you can hang it up, forget it, and walk away from it because you don't have that genuine love for somebody. Number one, you ain't going to forgive them like you ought to forgive them. Hallelujah. <clears throat> if somebody treats you bad or does something against you, if you don't have that love, it ain't going to work. As Christians, our success level as a church relates to our feelings for one another. We think about to be successful and to do good and, and to grow in Christ. But the way that we grow and we're successful, and we become victorious. Amen. It's in our feelings for other people. Now, I found an article that I thought was really good, and it would fit in well here. Vince Lombardi. Anybody ever, anybody recognize that name? Let me see your hand. That's back in the days when we had real coaches. Hallelujah. Vince Lombardi, <clears throat> without in history, is one of the best. One time, Vince Lombardi was asked what it took to make a winning team. Now, now, number one, when you look at the church, you look at a congregation, you ought to consider it as a team. Amen. You ought to consider it as a team. And with that in mind, a reporter asked Vince Lombardi one time, what did it take? And his answer may astound you. He gave three necessary factors to have a winning team. Um, this is what Vince Lombardi said, word for word. He said there are a lot of coaches with good ball clubs who, number one, they know the fundamentals. You can't have a winning team if your team don't understand the fundamentals. He said there are a lot of coaches who got good ball clubs. They know the fundamentals. They got plenty of discipline. Amen. You got to have discipline. That's the second thing. He said, but there are a lot of ball clubs. They know the fundamentals. They got plenty of discipline, but they still don't win the game. <clears throat> he said, because they're missing one thing. The third ingredient, if you're going to play together as a team, you got to care for one another. And that was a part that surprised a lot of people when Vince Lombardi said that. He said, it's not good enough to know the fundamentals. It's not good enough just to have discipline. 
But if you're going to come together and have a winning team, you've got to care for one another. And then he come out right out with it and said, you've got to love one another on the team. Those are the words of Vince Lombardi himself. He went on further to say, each player on the team has to be thinking about the next guy and saying to himself, if I don't block that man on the opposite team, my teammate Paul here is going to get his legs broke. If I don't block the one coming against him, Paul would get his legs broke. He said, I have to do my job well in order that Paul can do his. Hallelujah. I don't care how good the quarterback is. If he don't have the team members that can protect him, they're not going to go anywhere. They're not going to do nothing. Do you hear what I'm saying? And it's the same way with the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. As Vince Lombardi said that night, it's the feeling these guys have for each other. Amen. You've got to know one another, respect one another, and care for one another. Amen. And you've got to step out. Amen. And protect. Hallelujah. Amen. He said that is the key for a good team, a winning team. The same holds true and more so for the church. Listen to me, folks. Our victories, our effectiveness, our overcoming power as a church depends on how we love and care for one another. It's amazing how this is one of the most important things that the body of Christ should be thinking about, but we consider less than other things. Now, I'm not talking about anything less than the first point I'm bringing to you today, laying down your life. Laying down your life. In our scripture text that we read, Jesus tells us to love one another in the same way as he loved us. How did Jesus love us? He loved us by laying down his life. He loved us by laying down his life. And Jesus tells us to love one another in the same way that he loved us. And he loved us by laying down his life for us. And he repeats this again. Well, I read it to you at the beginning, but he repeats it again in John chapter 15, verses 12 and 14. Let's look at that. This is my commandment, that you have love one, that you love one another. I'm, I still, this is printed up here in the New King James, and um, I've got the, just the original King James embedded. This is my commandment, that you have love one for the other. As I have loved you. Hallelujah. I want you to love one another. James, I want you to love 
John as much as I loved you. Amen. Bartholomew, I want you to, uh, to love <coughs> even Judas sitting over here the same way that I have loved you. This is my commandment. All right, next verse. Look at this. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Jesus further added that no greater love can you have than to lay down your life. This is the ultimate sacrifice. It is the greatest proof of love. You can't have no greater love for somebody that if you're willing to lay down your life. Now, our nation is still reeling from the latest school shooting. <coughs> and while the politicians and news media haggle about what the problem is, Either they're too dumb and stupid or they're so wrapped up in their own agenda that they can't see what the real problem is. The FBI was warned, but they didn't act. There were sheriff's deputies on the scene that had weapons that's come out in the last couple of days that didn't go in. It only took seven minutes for 17 people to be slaughtered. But an SRO officer, the SRO officer was the one that was assigned to that school. I see him every day at the schools. We have them in Metro. He didn't go in. Plus, sheriff's deputies, there was at least four others that came up on the outside that took a position and didn't go in while people were being slaughtered inside. The FBI, SRO officer, um, and sheriff's deputies, nobody done their job but all politicians and news media can do is to say, you know, we got, we got to lose our Second Amendment right. Come on, somebody. I'm going to preach for people like it or not. Hallelujah. <coughs> we can't see where the problem is. But what am I talking about? Laying down your life. A recent news outlet published a tweet that came from the athletic department a day after the tragedy. Let me read this tweet to you from the athletic department of the school where the shooting was. It is with great sadness that our football family has learned about the death of Aaron Fiss. He was the assistant football coach and security guard for the team. 
he selfishly shielded his students from the shooter when he was shot. He died a hero, and he will forever be in our hearts and memories. One of the 17 that was killed didn't have a weapon on him, but he seen what was going on. And there were students all over the hallway and others laying in their own blood. When this madman put a beam down on some other kids and the coach, assistant coach, jumped in front of those kids and took the bullets for them. When there were deputies and officers outside who had weapons, now you tell me which one showed love. Greater love have no man than this. Then you lay down your life. My friend, that's what Jesus did for us. And he said, I want you to love your brother. Look around at your brother and sister. Jesus said, I want you to love him and her that same way as I loved you. The horizontal line of the cross connects us to others. In this world, it's all about self. But with the body of Christ, I said with the body of Christ, the Bible says we are to be the light. We're to be salt and we're to be light. How do we shine as lights? By the way I dress up and parade off to church on Sunday morning. I'm not shining to the world as a light like that. We shine as light because we show the world that we belong to Jesus because we love one another. When you uh, backbite, talk about, or ridicule a brother or sister in Christ, you're showing the world that you're not really his disciple. We have got to show the world, shine our light by showing the world that how we love one another. Now we do that by the second part of my message, by showing concern. Showing concern. For others. Now, listen to me close. What I'm fixing to say here. The Apostolic Church.
take certain amount of pride in the fact well, we preach the same thing the apostles preached in the early church. You know, apostolic folks take a great bit of pride in that. We're called apostolics because we are just like the early church. But if we're going to be honest today, if we're going to be honest, there's one thing that we lack tremendously in. There's one thing that we're coming up short on that the early church was full of. I've read the history. Fox's Book of Martyrs and other history. And in the early days of the church, do you know there were Christians who stepped up and volunteered to go to the lions to be fed to the lions in the arena in Rome? Said, let me go in so-and-so's place. They're too old. They're too sick. This, this lady... He's got a child. So I'll go to be fed to the lions. Do you know that happened many times in the first century? Many of them showed that kind of concern and care for the others. But that one thing that we lack, we are fragmented, fragmented when it comes to showing physical concern for one another. Now, what do I mean by physical concern? That means by showing your love by your, for your brother and sister by more than just what you say with your lips. Come on. Now, I'm going to be honest right here. And some of you will have to admit the same thing. There have been times I've had people walk up to my face and tell me, Brother Sammy, I sure do love you, and I could feel the blade going in my back the whole time. Hello? We got to love more, the Bible says, than in, than in speech, but in, but in deeds. Listen, we don't, we, we, we become fragmented in this, in this day that we live in. And we we don't show the concern for one another as the church one time used to do. And I'm 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 going to step up to the plate. I'm going to tell you I'm just as guilty in this area as everybody else. Number one, because we're too busy or we're too tired. Or we live too far apart to be as close-knit as the early church was. I can remember in my day, I'm not talking about going back to um, 100 years ago, but I can remember in my day when if there was a, 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 a sister in the church and uh, sick, maybe in the hospital, 
two or three of the ladies of the church would get together, go over to her house, and have her house cleaned up for her before she got out of the hospital. Sometimes fixing a meal, taking it to them. All, that, that's what I'm talking about when I'm saying showing physical concern. We don't do things like that anymore because we are too busy. We are too tired. Oh, man, I, you know, I live way over here. They live way over there. But you know what? I don't think God is going to be a lit, little bit satisfied sometimes with our excuses that we give for not showing our concern and our care for one another. <coughs> you make enough time for your life, your job, your family time, huh. better not nobody get in, get in the way of your vacation time. Praise God, I earned that. I'm going to take my vacation. Cutting my cell phone off, and you better not think about calling me. Hello, somebody. Let me remind you what Paul told the Philippian church. Philippians chapter 2. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. What? Hello? Oh, Jesus. Jesus didn't mean that, did he? Let's get an ink pen. Let's just scratch that part out of the Bible. Go ahead. Feel free to do it right, right now. That part that says, let each esteem others better than himself. Let's just stretch it out. Oh, Brother Sammy, I wouldn't think about doing it. I guarantee you, you'd be better to go ahead and scratch it out than leave it in there and then have it to be there to face you at judgment. Because you know when Revelation said that the books were going to be open, you know what books is talking about? They're, they're, there's, there's the book of life. We understand that. It's got names in it. But it also mentions the books. And I believe, it's like I believe I'm standing behind this Bible, stand that is referring to the 66 books in the Word of God. You're going to be judged by God's Word. Preacher boy, I'm going to be judged by God's Word. <laughs> Paul, don't let up on us. Go to the next verse. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest but also for the interest of others. Somebody said, well, well, well I, 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 I just don't want to I just want to, I don't want to be obligated. Well, you better hang that up because when you accepted the call of Jesus Christ in life, you obligated yourself. Not only to God, but your brothers and sisters. One more scripture and I'm going to close. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 6. <clears throat> Brethren, 
if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, kick them down further and tell them how evil they are. If any man is overtaken in a trespass, you who are spiritual, oh man, we're going to have to bring this before the church and we're going to have to we're going to, have to get you put out of that position you're in. You ain't living quite right. Maybe if I try to read it the third time, they say third time is charm. If any man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. King James says meekness. Considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. We need to remember, Brother Jeff, when somebody falls in a temptation, we better show some mercy. <coughs> because until you quit being a human being, somewhere down the road, you're going to be tempted. Somewhere down the road, you're going to mess up, Jack. You're going to need mercy. You're going to need forgiveness. And according to how I read the Bible, the way I get mercy and forgiveness comes to me the same way that I deal it out to others. Read the next verse. Bear one another's burdens. So fulfill the law of Christ. That fulfills it right there. That fulfills it. Living the cross-shaped life. There's nothing no more important than the cross in the life of every believer. And God wants us to live the life, our life, in shape of the cross connected with him the right way and connected with our brothers and sisters likewise. Let's stand together right now. I'm not going to go to the keyboard. This precious child. We need to touch heaven right now. We, we got an opportunity now to feel what I just got through preaching about. I want you to pray. For this child, like it was your own child, like it was your own grandchild. Let's believe God together right now. Lord. Put your 
Let's remember Danny in prayer right now. Um, that house that they sh- uh, well, no, they didn't show the house. They showed where the house used to be. Totally destroyed. Uh, let's just 